Hey guys, welcome back to Sticky Sports Side. I'm Phil. And I'm Noah. This podcast contains heavy bias, bad sports takes, usually by me, occasional yelling, degeneracy, and rarely facts to back it up. Welcome to the sticky side of sports. Let's hop on this gravy train. Welcome back, everyone. We have our first Thursday episode today where we're going to dive into some of, some of the same things that we did on Tuesday, college basketball and NFL, as always. Yep, yep, um, yep. And then we're going to talk about some more narrative type stuff, some big news in all of the leagues. And we also have a couple um, segments today. We've done a who's hot, who's not before, but we also will have at the end of the show, make sure you stick around, Noah's dumb take of the week. So... I, I say we Very just go ahead and get this. into it. All right. So we're first off going to start with the head coaching like carousel. monster that's been going on it's right a, now. A carousel. Um, it's a carousel. Car- yeah, carousel that's been going on right now. Uh, I think there's been about five or six NFL coaches that have been hired within the last two yes. weeks. Yes, yes, yes. Um, who do you think had the best hire so far in this offseason? Um, I am going to go ahead and say uh, DeBall to the Giants, offensive coordinator from the Bills. Um, I think that's a great hire for the Giants considering where their organization is at. They have a young quarterback. Uh, DeBall has great experience because guess what? Josh Allen's young. I'm not saying Daniel Jones is the same quarterback, but he knows how to groom a quarterback along. So I think that's a great hire for them. And in comparison, um, I would say Josh Allen definitely has a stronger arm. In terms of like body shape and type of games they play, I think they are a lot more similar than people think. I think Josh Allen's still more talented by a lot. Yes, I, I'll agree with that. I, I think that his ceiling is higher. Kmart version. His ceiling's higher. Yeah, his ceiling's higher. So maybe we'll do that. We'll go Daniel Jones as a Kmart. Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely Kmart, Josh Allen, you know, 50% off on the Walmart shelf kind of thing. Um, just, a, uh, just a couple more coaching highlights right here. We have Josh McDaniels, um, offensive coordinator for the Patriots, did solid work, won a few Super Bowls with them, um, went to the Oakland Raiders. Not sure why they didn't just hire uh, Basaccia. I think that was kind of a bad move on their part, but they did make an awesome hire. To be to be fair, anything had to be better than having Gruden as their head coach still, right? So, um, I think that's a great hire. Um, I do also want to discuss the Mike McDaniel to Dolphins. So, the defensive coordinator from the 49ers going to the Dolphins. Do you think that's a good hire? So, I have a kind of a little funny narrative right here. Uh, you've obviously heard the Brian Flores controversy, controversy that's been coming out with uh, them basically paying him to tank and lose games for the team. You've heard that, right? Yeah, and I'll be honest. I I know organizations have done that before. So that's to me, that's that's not even a huge deal, to be honest. And with it's, a, it's a scummy thing as well because with the team that he had this year, with Tua being out several games, they went on like an eight or nine game winning streak there towards the end of the season. Flores coached, I would say, an average team to an above-average season for that roster that he had. Um, And there was a lot of speculation about racism and stuff when he got fired. And yes, there is very few minority coaches. We saw a couple get hired here just recently. But the one thing that I thought was funny was the Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel, which if you looked at a picture of him, he looks white as can be. Apparently, 
and I think they did this for publicity's sake. He um, claims that he's biracial. Um, I, I don't. I didn't see what other kind of race he was, but he claims that he's biracial, so it makes him a minority coach. I think they made that hire and told him to come out as biracial so that it looked better for their team. Conspiracy theory alert, but um, it wouldn't shock me if they did, to be fair. I mean, it's kind of wild that it came to that, but yeah, here we are. Um, I did want to go into the next hire that I think we both don't like. Um, Lovey Smith to the Texans as head coach. Um, <laughs> this one's comical. It's I, it's terrible. He's He's been a bad head coach wherever he's went. The Bears, um, Illinois, he, he was a bad defensive coordinator last year. I think he led the 31st ranked overall defense. I'm not sure how he was on the short list for this hire. I don't care about race. He's not a good head coach. I, the only thing I could maybe give Lovey Smith credit for, and like seriously, the only thing is he is a good players coach. Um, I think he could control the locker room. But outside of that, he's like you just said, Phil, you summed it up perfectly. Lovey Smith is just not a good coach. He proved that in his short stay in the NFL with the Chicago Bears. Um, I'm just wondering, never really how did a good he record. get back to the NFL after he was embarrassing at Illinois? I will say for the Bears, didn't he lead them to one Super Bowl? Wasn't he the head coach for that? Uh, probably, but what has he done for me lately? That's the thing. You if know you I mean? don't do anything for Phil lately, you're garbage. Well, it's my thing is like every coach, I guarantee you will tell you, you can make it to a Super Bowl, have success, right? But if you can't like keep with the times or change your coaching model and adapt based off of you know what decade it is, you're not, not going to be a successful head coach. And, yeah, and I think that's something Lovey Smith has had issues with is yeah. kind of. So right now, I think it's a very bad hire. So yeah. right now with who he is right now. All right. So we're, we're going to transition a little bit into another NFL topic. I don't know if any of you, any of you guys have seen, I don't know where I was. I know I got a text in the group chat with you and Henkel. Um, also, we do got to bring up Henkel here in a couple minutes. Um, yeah, we do. We do. We do. Alvin Kamara sure. got arrested the other day on uh, battery charges. Well, he absolutely eating. beat the shit out of someone for yes. fuck's sake. Uh, I saw pictures of the guy like it looked bad. His whole face was puffy. Like yeah. it, it was not good. Yeah, he beat the crap out of someone. Now, and now, obviously, we only have one part of the story. We have no idea what this guy said to him or did. You know what I mean? Um. But still, it just does not look good. Obviously, when you're in the you know spotlight, in the limelight, you can't be doing things like that pretty much ever, right? So, um, not yeah, looking not, good not for Camara. Character building, especially if he wants to switch teams someday. Yeah. Phil, the one thing I wanted to say about Camara. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, he's got he's got that giant bull ring. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I imagine when I saw it, like they said he was in a club when this happened. I just imagined this man was standing there doing nothing innocently. And Alvin Kamara like got on all fours like a bull and absolutely just tanked him. What if he was just wearing red? I would have thrown him off, right? Yeah, that, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Oh my God. Okay. I don't know. There you go, guys. Alvin Kamara thought, uh, what, what is that? The Matador. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, no. You heard it here first. Alvin Kamara's a bull. Okay. Um, uh, you, yeah, you had another topic for us today. 
Yeah. So I didn't bring this one up to Phil just because I kind of wanted to gauge his reaction to see what he wanted to say about it. Yeah. Um, have you heard about the Kyler Murray conspiracy where he's been posting some weird cryptic stuff on yes. social media? Yes, he's yes, deleted yes. every picture yes. of himself in a Cardinals jersey. Yeah. And he unfollowed the Cardinals. Yes. I have heard about that. And I think it's one of those situations where I don't know if he's going to get traded or anything like that. Um, but I do think you don't do that unless you're unhappy with your organization. So something is going to come out of this. We just don't know what yet. Um, he does have a contract extension coming up. So I don't know if this plays into that or whatever else. But I, I don't think the Cardinals are going to trade him because they would kind of be dumb to. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I've seen all the conspiracies about it. I just don't know what's going to happen, but I do know something is going to happen. I really hope he stays with the Cardinals. It's just one of those organizations that I feel like fit with him. Um, he just kind of struggled there towards the end of the season and yeah, cause they were the hottest team in the NFL through the first 10 weeks. Yes. And to make this into, um, a segue into our next topic. I want to go ahead. Obviously, we have a Super Bowl on Sunday. Noah, let's go ahead and throw down our official predictions. I'm going to stick with what I said earlier. Um, I'm actually going to move the score up a little bit. I think I do like the Bengals to cover, as I said the other day. I'm going to move my score up. I know it might be <laughs> one point off of yours if you stick with it. Yep. Um, I like a 30-27 game. Um, Matt Gay kicks a game-winning field goal. All right, I am not sticking with mine. I'm backing down a point from the Bengals. I think it's going to be 31-27. And if you get Rams minus four, you are going to push or Bengals plus four. Yeah, so there's our final Super Bowl predictions, guys. The game should be fantastic. Yes. And if the Rams go up early, Joey B is going to bring the Bengals back. Probably. At least make it competitive. All right, yeah. I am super pumped up. We have a who's not Oh, who's hot and who's not segment. Noah, give me who's hot for you. All right. And you're going to love this one deep down. Okay. Who's hot? Everyone, it's Penn State covers. God. As a, I, you know what? Great teams cover and bad teams don't cover and good teams win. So Penn State's a great team in my book right now. Not sure how much yeah. sense that made, but they're covering spreads and that's all that matters. Yeah. So Penn State, I just looked this up before. Yep. Um, they are 8 out of 10 in their last um, – Well, okay, sorry. They were 8 out of 10 in covers since the new year began. And last night they were two-point underdogs. And, they and lost at the buzzer, one. they hit a meaningless three to lose by one point. That's what we call great cover. cover dogs. That's great cover dogs. That's what that is. I love that. I love that. I love that. And Miles Dredd, the kid who hit the shot – Barely ever hit shots. So I love that he decided to buck up, drop his ball sack, and cover a spread. He hit a couple threes yesterday. I was watching the game and I was Dude, he shot like seven. Like he made year. like two. I could do that. Give me a fucking basketball. <laughs> All right, chill here. Who's your hot team right now? My hot team is the Arkansas, a.k.a. Arkansas Razorbacks, baby. Just beat the number one team in the country. Nine straight wins. Eight of those being SEC wins, another one being against West Virginia in the Big 12. This might be the hottest team in America, and they are fun to watch. Fun, fun, fun to watch. 
JD Note, Jalen Williams, like yep. Note went off against Auburn. Oh, he had yeah, a he did. fantastic game. Had a fantastic game. All right, no, who you got? Who's not? Who's cold, baby? Who's not? This is uh kind of a segue. We're not we're not gonna talk about this. Um I I absolutely hate this league. Phil no, Phil definitely knows where I'm going with this. Yep. I had a tough time deciding between the Nets as a whole entire team because they have lost nine straight, but I gotta go with the biggest bust of a pickup this year that has happened, Russell Westbrook. All he, all he does is hit backboards. Barely. <laughs> I watched a, uh, a two-minute clip the other day that I found on Twitter, and it was him not hitting the rim whatsoever, hitting the backboard, uh, s- like straight up the side of it, the top. Uh, and it was two straight minutes, and it was all from this season. And he's shooting a career-worst his assist and rebound numbers are down. Yep. He's just playing terribly this season, and it's showing because the Lakers are struggling. Well, and he just interviewed and said that he has earned a right to be in the closing lineup of games. And in my head, I'm like, dude, this season you have like unearned that right. Like you, you should not be in a closing lineup. You can't hit a shot. So he used to be clutch. He used to have a jump shot, and it's just not there anymore. And this thought just popped in my head. Noah's sister plays basketball, and she's a sniper from three. I bet if Russell Westbrook and your sister played horse, not only would Riley win, she would win. Like Russ would have five letters, not counting dunking, obviously. He can't do that. That's cheating. Um, And Riley wouldn't have a single one. I bet you. I bet I, I would I would put money on that too. Russell Westbrook can't shoot, and that's clear as day. Okay, Bill. Yes, who's um, not hot? The Tex the Texans organization. The entire year has been a shit show. They just hired Lovey Smith. They lost their franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Um, th- this organization isn't heading in the upward trajectory anytime soon. I'm so sorry, Texans fans. Do not hate on me. But you guys are in fucking hell for at least the next couple years. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Terrible head coach. I mean, Davis Mills showed a little bit of promise this year. But outside of that, that little bit of promise was thrown for 200 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Fair enough. Um, So that's our who's hot, who's not. Uh, I do want to recap a little bit. Uh, We just talked about it a little bit with my who's hot. a couple huge losses this weekend uh, for top teams. Auburn just lost to Arkansas at Arkansas. We already talked about that a little bit. Um, Still mad about that game. Yes. The big upset was Duke lost to Virginia. Um, that is not a good loss. At home. No. At home. It was at home. So that's a terrible yep. loss. Gave up a uh, buzzer beater three with well, – I guess it wasn't a buzzer beater three. You hit it with like .4 seconds left. Yes. But game-winning three that they gave up. And um, Kansas also lost to Texas, which I, I understand that's not like a terrible loss, but I mean, they technically were the higher ranked opponent. So um, they, they had a four point lead with a minute. They yeah, were they minus one just blew it. They blew it. They absolutely blew that game and made me very sad on Monday night. All right. We are going to preview um, some big time matchups from Thursday, Friday and Saturday. I think we have one game for Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday, we have a few. So, um, me and Noah are going to kind of tell you which way we're leaning with these. Um, All right. 
So, hey, first matchup, we got a Big Ten matchup. Yes, sir. A team in Purdue yep. just came off a big win last night against Illinois. Yep. Um, they're playing Michigan in Ann Arbor. Three-point um, favorites. Three-point favorites, which I, once again, I don't know what is going on. You guys have been talking to me about trap lines so much. But off the top of my head, like, that's a no-brainer, minus three. Um. I agree it might be a trap line, but trap line or not, I'm hammering it. I'm going with my gut and hammering it. I don't care. I, is that a max? I might max play that. I don't know if it's a max play, but it might be damn close. Might be damn close. Um, Friday, we got UConn at Xavier, two top 25 Big East teams. So that so is going to be. Just a heads up for you guys. We don't have uh, lines for these games yet, so we're just going to Well, we did go... for the Purdue game. Yeah. No, we're we going to go betting out. The window here and just talk about who we think the better team is UConn just had it and I will say an impressive win against Marquette yeah Marquette's been a hot team I think UConn uh, wins me. dude I think they're rolling I'll be honest I think UConn beats Xavier Xavier's not really rolling as of recently so and as far as I knew they were just losing to Seton Hall a couple of minutes ago yeah uh, UConn does have the better team teams yep. like Xavier and Seton Hall um, and maybe one or two other Big East teams, they may have good records, but that conference has been beating up on each other all season. I really don't think uh, Xavier is that good of a team. Fair enough. Fair enough. On Saturday, we have, um, first up, big-time matchup, number 20 Texas at Baylor. Um, and Texas is probably going to move up in the rankings, whether they lose to Baylor or not. Um, they just had a big win, so... Uh, they yeah, beat Kansas yeah. earlier in the week, so I think they're going to move up either way. To be honest with you, yeah, that's a that's a exciting game. Looking just looking at it on paper, um, Texas is coming off that big win, as you said. Baylor has been struggling a little bit. I I really hope for our bet's sake and for Baylor's sake, yes. they're able to get back on the win column today. Yeah. Um, I will say just with how the teams are playing. It's going to be dependent on the injury list. If Baylor's not at full strength, I like Texas. If Baylor's at full strength, I like Baylor. I think Baylor's getting uh, LJ Cryer back, their leading scorer, so I think it's going to be a very, very good game. Um, yeah, so because they're playing in Waco, I would take Baylor if Cryer is playing. Yes, um, I would take them without Cryer. I don't know if I would take them if it was a, a big spread, but I'd take them straight up, obviously, money line in Waco. One more thing. Uh, next matchup, St. Mary's at Gonzaga. Um, this might be a blowout, but... Yeah, uh, not, not really too worried about who I think is going to win this game. Nah. Gonzaga just absolutely obliterated BYU mm. on Saturday night. Yeah, they St. did. Mary's, St. Mary's just lost, and like you said, an okay, like I will say it's an okay Santa Clara team. They're good in their conference right now, but overall not that good of a team. Yep. Um, Gonzaga is going to beat St. Mary's by 20 plus, and I would not be surprised if it's a similar outcome to BYU the other night. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me if it was a 20 plus point victory. Um, yeah, not at all. Let's go ahead and move up into our UCLA USC matchup because that's a rivalry matchup and it should be a fun one. Yeah, this is one of those ones. UCLA has been struggling a lot recently and USC was down to a really bad Pacific team for 37 minutes yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, just because I do think USC, I, the PAC 12 in my opinion is the worst conference out of the power five. USC is like the third or fourth best team in that conference. 
and UCLA is probably second. Uh, I like UCLA in this game, even playing away from home. They just have the experience. I do think they have more talent. Um, they're going to pull out their game. I'm going to cop out of this one and not make an official prediction because I honestly have no idea. But I will be telling everybody I will be watching that game and enjoying it as a fan. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. All right. Noah, give, give them your dumb take of the week, buddy. Let's end this freaking podcast with a bang. Before I start this out, I just want to congratulate Nicholas Henkel for winning the <laughs> last sticky six of the season. Yeah, congrats, Henkel. You did great, buddy. He won $50 from me and Phil um, to spend on anything of his choosing. Hopefully it was either alcohol or he spent it at the casino. Guarantee you he spent it on blackjack, bro. Um, also, before you do your dumb take, I do want to go ahead and tell everybody we will be doing something for March Madness and there will be a prize. So uh, make sure to join our bracket pool um, when it comes down to March Madness, guys. We'll, we will have it on the socials. Sticky Sports Side and Sticky underscore Sports Side is our Instagram and TikTok. So you no do one- not understand how excited I am for March Madness, man. I, I have ran a bracket pool um, outside of the last two years. The previous like eight or nine years, I ran one in my school. Uh, mo- obviously, you won money. And uh, I had teachers doing it. I had a bunch of students doing it. I always get a pot of about five or six hundred dollars. So we will obviously text uh, a bunch of you guys separately. And if you hear it on the podcast, we will be plugging it as well. But yes, we will be having our own uh, bracket pool uh, more than likely on ESPN. Awesome. So, awesome. All right, Noah. Now's the time, buddy. Your time to shine. Show them what you got. I'm take of the week. Uh, I did complain about this the other day to Phil. Um, he really didn't give it a discussion because it is really dumb. I hate transfers. Um, <laughs> college basketball and and football, even at that, in the last two or three years, the transfer window has became a thing. And and before there used to be like a wait period. If you wanted to transfer, you you lost a year of eligibility, and you or no, my bad, you didn't lose a year of eligibility. You had to wait a year to join the team and play. And nowadays, you can leave your team, get picked up by another one. And play the very next season. And, I don't and like you get, and you get bought, heard about that. Is that what you're saying? No, I I don't like the concept of it. I know college athletes are starting to get paid now, but I think it takes away from the whole recruiting process and that big decision. Because nowadays, instead of sticking it out on a on a great team and maybe sitting your first or second year. To build that strength with your teammates, your coaches. Well, well, well let me I, – I, I know where you're going with this, and I understand your point of view, and I'm not going to say I respect it because I don't. Um, <laughs> but I will say this. My thing is if you're going to hold players accountable and have transfer penalties and all that, then you can't have head coaches leaving in the middple of the year. I'm sorry. And oh, I mean, I'm I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. I think they so should. So, where's be held the penalty the for head coaches when they leave these kids who they promise they're going to help mold into men? So, my thing is, I think you you're on to something. But I think if a head coach leaves or a big time offensive coordinator or something like that, these players should have a waiver, and I mean that they um, should. I will I will agree on that circumstance if you get hired. Or, I mean, if you get recruited from a specific coach and you're promised by that coach yeah. that he will be there for your four seasons and he leaves for a higher-paying job, 
I agree that's a shit move by the coach A. I understand why he's doing it, but um, at least wait until you can maybe get a recruiter in to to build that kind of rapport, and he'll be there when you leave. Yep. Um, no, I agree with you there. I do think there should be some kind of penalty for transferring. Um, whether it's I agree, but I don't. I don't think it should be so severe that you have to sit out a whole year. I think that's. I think that's crazy, to be honest. That, I, that it was ever. I think that you way. should. I think you should either a, a lose a year of eligibility because a lot of these guys have already played four years for teams and they're transferring. Yeah. And for some reason, in the bylaws, they're getting extra years. Yeah. Brad Davidson's in his like sixth or seventh year for Wisconsin right now. You have a bunch of guys like. But he that didn't in, transfer. He stayed there. No, he did. Yeah, he didn't even transfer. Obviously, and I do think it's a little bit BS, the COVID year. They played an entire season. They only did not play March Madness and I think their conference tournaments. Um, I don't think they should have been gifted a full year of eligibility for that. Well, um, I think they should have been because imagine being a college basketball player who's not going to go pro and you're on the way to March Madness like your team's going to make it and your whole year gets shut down. That's your last year. And you played your last game of basketball without knowing it. How would you feel? Hey, I can't put my. I can't imagine myself in that position. Um, that that that's, it, so. That's also a dumb take by you. So you're just really building off of your dumbest take here. This yes, is great. Dumb, dumb takes. I'm just. I'm just saying. Uh, they played like eighty percent of the season. I think they could have given them some other. I, I and here's the thing is when you you when you give takes like this you're supposed to have alternatives. I don't have an alternative for the tournament that year Jesus. because I wasn't planning on talking okay. about that. Well, yeah, because I actually gave you a good counterpoint. Now your fucking dick is in your hands. And you don't know what to do. Uh, if you're if you want me to be honest, my dick is in my hand right now. I'm just I'm just holding it. Um, just kidding, guys. It's it's really not. It's uh it's on a it's too it's paper. too small to put it in his hand. Everybody calm down. Oh, yeah. I got a pair of tweezers right now. Come exactly. On. So. Uh, but, yes, that is that is my dumb take of the week. And just to end it, guys, to summarize my point, my dumb take of the week is that there should be some sort of penalty for college basketball, college football players that are transferring out of their schools due to, like, lack of playing time or something like that. Boo. Um, boo. All right. Boo. Hey, it's a bad take. That's All why. Right. All right, let's close this down. Uh, thank you guys again for listening to uh, us. We can't thank you guys enough for the support. Let's get on this uh, gravy train and let's ride it out. Noah, close it out. Enjoy the Super Bowl, guys. Uh, make sure you're following our socials and keeping up with our bets. Everyone hop on that gravy train. Let's all have a great weekend.